Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is February 15th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing great. I uh, Great day of golf. We got a new world number one, Patrick Cantlay. Um, really? Yeah. Got a uh, got a, another win for Burger. Getting how close to the so Swedish Pancake. He's getting close to the Swedish Pancake Club. He's up to four. He's one away from... From joining the likes of Carl Patterson and Ricky. So much movement at the top of the world, a.k.a. FedEx Cup rankings right now. Can't wait. Can't like jumps ahead with the T3. DJ's getting just lapped sitting on the sidelines and, you know, jetting off to the Middle East, Saudi Arabia. He'll, he'll be back next week. Riv, he always plays well there. I'm sure he can. He'll, he's got a good chance to take him back to the throne. There was an ad on Golf Channel this morning. I was watching like the pregame stuff. It said it's from Saudi Arabia, like the Saudi Arabia sport, whatever. It was like an article you might read in golf.com or something. But it was saying like no one is investing in the game more than Saudi Arabia right now. I was like, eh. define investing. Just handing out appearance fees, building a course. I don't know. It's just just. A jarring ad to uh, see on, on Golf Channel these days. Anyways, well, um, go ahead. They've they've resorted to not to tweeting other people's tweets, but putting them into a graphic. Saudi Arabia or, or the website? They did it to the Kyle golf... Porter. They did it to oh, Kyle. that was Golf they, Channel. I golf think. Channel. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 They yeah. they made a graphic of Kyle's tweet. It was uh, a tweet. Yeah, I saw it. that. As bad. opposed to just retweeting Kyle's bad tweet. day. Bad day for golf Twitter. I like to praise it as making the experience always more enjoyable, but I don't know. It's just a bad day. It's clogging up the timeline, a lot of repetitive stuff. I don't I'm not even being Twitter police. It just wasn't a good day. Not not a lot of original stuff. Um all right. <laughs> On the FedEx Cup points thing. I loved IBF. Talking about Ian Baker French talking about Lashley at sixteen, all the, the FedEx Cup points he lost oh, yeah. from the uh, was, He's my dump in the cup. Let's just get it out there right let's away. Let's do it. Lashley. Other people might be talking speed, burger, we're talking Saudi Arabia, social media, and Nate Lashley. What do you got? Nate Lashley, dump in the, dump in the cup. I mean that four wiggle. Unco- <laughs> that was just and then he just took a just tomahawk the green. <laughs> didn't Dump go back i thought comb. he was gonna go back to fix it you know whatever you, I, yeah whatever you i feel like that's one of the things that happens like and i actually always laugh at myself when the rare you know no longer it was more of a tr- problem when i was a child and a young young golfer but like you yeah. taking the aggression out on the golf course is just yeah. such a bad look but the thing that i always thought it was i'd i'd ruin something and then i'd feel so bad and I'd have to fix right. it. And then I'd be like, God, this was stupid for me to do because I just look like an right. idiot now fixing. Yep. He it's didn't like even go back the wall to fix the locker it. Room. Yeah. It, it looked like he was hit a moment of indecision. And then he, you know, I don't know if he didn't have the tool or what. I, I or the appropriate equipment to fix it. I, but then he just kind of like threw his shoulders up and moved on. Like, come on, man. Like just, What's he doing? He's got this like kind of big mallet thing. He just jams it into the turf. And the, we know the turf are, you know, is softer, softish this week, it seemed like. Although apparently that was the result of a seven yard bounce that no one had seen all week. The seven yard bounce that had Bryson wailing and moaning, although that was in June and US Open conditions as well. But the, what is it with these guys? Well, seven the seven-yard bounce didn't make him just hit the ball back and forth around the hole. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But anyways. I, at that... worst, you walk away with a bogey if you had the seven-yard right. bounce. 
Right. <laughs> it didn't matter though. Burger was awesome. Right. That's what I get. Just loved IBF talking about the missed FedEx Cup points. But I really around. was actually because a guy like Nate Lashley, that's really that important does stuff. Matter because that that could be you know I I don't think it'll end up being but what a guy like that. The four T- jack could be the difference between t- second. I mean second. I think they get what three hundred points. I don't know. God, I think it that's goes the thing. I have no idea. I followed this sport <laughs> daily for. Ten years. I don't know. I've never even cared or bothered to look into this. You're asking the wrong. The FedEx Cup point system will never have any residents. Sorry. All right. Um, all right. Let's get to Burger. I don't think it mattered what anybody did today. A lot of talk about speed. Speed that is what people thought was a shocking seventy. What seemed seemed worse than that when he finally tapped in. At, uh, you know, for Birdie, he cleaned up on eighteen. Like, wow, that was a seventy. Birdie, Birdie, wouldn't matter. Seventy. Wouldn't have mattered. I mean, he was sloppy for sure in the first six, especially. But Berger, uh, 65, I don't know. It feels right. I love all these people puffing their chest out. Like, oh, I had him. I picked him. He's a top 20 player in the fucking world. Was he the second highest rated guy in the field, maybe, outside of Cantley? He had been one of the three highest ranked guys in the field. So... You know, I, I don't think it was necessarily going out on a limb to pick him even today. Two behind. He closed that gap by, what, the third tee or something? Like, You know uh, what it was? If you, were, if you were standing on a tree, climbing a tree, it was like you stepped onto the, the, a big branch that was bottom. like, yeah, at the bottom. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how far out on a limb you were taking Daniel Berger this week. <laughs> I mean, going out on a limb part. is taking that Matt Neesmith. Well, that's what I like to do. I like to live out there, swinging around in the branches. Um, all right. So Berger's like, I don't know. How many Americans are there right now that are better than him? Like I mean, five? I don't know. DJ, Brooksy, maybe Brooksy again. Patrick Reed, debatable. I don't know. JT. Like, this has been a thing now for almost going on a full calendar year. I think he started to get really hot before the shutdown last year. Um, I love the way he plays. I don't know that his putting thing had people pretty irritated. Um, I just, I like, he's got like a different swing, got a different style. He kind of sends a low runner a lot of times with the, with his driver, uh, with his T-ball. I, I, I love watching him play. He's got that little play. squeeze cut off the tee yeah. that is just, you know, yeah. you it, play against anybody with that squeeze cut. It's, they're just automatic. It's just unbelievable shot to hit, be able to hit off the tee. Right. Uh, so it's nothing surprising about him winning. It can, can, I don't know, comfortable fashion almost. So I, this morning I was reading press conferences um, oh, yeah. from well, yesterday. Everybody does. Sunday morning. Valentine's 18th. Day. Wake up, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and read the press conferences. And I, I read Spieth first, and he said similar to what he said last week, uh, you know, about final round. He said, yeah, I think my nerves will be there the same they were last Sunday, the same they were today. It's not going to be the most comfortable feeling to start out, but it never it never is. And that, I can't speak of that one time I stood on the first tee on a Sunday with a lead and felt super, super comfortable. Um, so anyways, you're talking about how he knows he's going to be nervous. He doesn't, you know, necessarily feel good. And obviously, speed spent in the woods, right? Yeah. And uh, this is not a speed takedown. I think this is a this is a process, and it has to get comfortable on the range. Has to get comfortable on the course. He's uh, comfortable on the course, and then the the final leg is getting comfortable in the final round because that's different, right? But it's yeah. just a, a polar extreme of Daniel Berger, who made double on the last hole of the round uh, yesterday. Yeah, and night. somebody was at, they asked him something similar, and he said, "I actually played pretty good. Obviously, the finish with a double." But I'm still two shots on the lead, so I feel pretty good about my chances going into tomorrow. Drop a few more putts, and it'll be a good week. Like, essentially, kind of, like, complete opposite tones, I feel like. Mm-hmm. You know, just in terms of you read that, and you're like, ah, that's Nerves. a guy that's really confident with what what he's got going into tomorrow and knows that, hey, I just made one bad swing. Eagle 2, Eagle 18, Eagle 4. Yesterday. yesterday like a lot of work get, getting a lot of work done I, mean, I don't think he had he had one bogey today he bogeyed eight and then had the double uh, on saturday night 
So that's the thing. It, you look, ahead. watch him, how he played, and it was just so much stress free. So much more like, you know, he shot sixty five. Yep. But you didn't feel like sixty five was crazy. <laughs> like, None of it was. You kind of watched it, and you're like. Oh, could have been probably a little bit better, even. Right. Nothing he's he not, did was outrageous. He's not done a ton in majors, but he hasn't had a lot of opportunity. He had a T six at the uh, Shinnecock, which he played well he in the Masters Saturday. the first time he played. I think That's he top right, ten to the Masters. T ten, sixteen, and then that Shinnecock Saturday where he kind of got the right early draw with Finau and played their way into the final pairing. I think with uh, being out like four hours earlier. Um, no, he's, he's absolute stud. I don't know that there's much else to say other than the superlatives. Like uh, he should be a factor. He should be a contender every week. I will like him at the masters. I like, uh, I like his style. Do you bothered by the putting thing? That was people were up in arms about whether he was pushing the limits of the rules. He was pushing the limits of the timing. I had texts from, uh, civilian watchers. Like my brother is like, who plays golf. He's like, what is he doing? This is driving me nuts. Um, you know, people on media, people on Twitter, it seemed to really be bothering people. Um, it's not just drawing the line on the ball. It's also sort of like the whole little ticky tack, you know, movement of it with his caddy kind of behind him or, or in fact behind him. Was that bothering you at all? I mean, I am not somebody that enjoys slow play. So anything, and I think that's something that slows play down like crazy. And I, and I get it. Because if you're lining the ball up, you get over it a lot of times and you think, God, this is not in the right spot. And it becomes something if you're like, you could get OCD about it. And he clearly has gotten like extraordinarily OCD about it. And that's what this is. And, you know, yeah, was this if, new? If the rules... I don't think I've noticed this ever with him before. It became a big thing today. I don't think it, we, we would have noticed it, you know? The rules allow this. And it's just a kind of a silly rule to me. Like, it, if play would be a lot faster if people didn't couldn't do this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my worst mistakes as a caddy uh, was kind of like a really good player, one of like the double A's. Like he had a second hole, first time ever looping for him. Like he had to turn the, his ball down, like the arrow on like a pro down just a little bit. He, he asked me for advice because it was early in the round, and he did, and it like went in. And I think, like, from then on, he thought I was, like, a great caddy. He, the guy was, like, not nice and wanted me every time thereafter. Oh, he was cheap. And not, I was like, why did I do that? I, it was, like, the perfect advice. For, I don't know. I, I could have been a guess, but it just worked. It was like, no, you got to turn it just a little bit down. And I went in, and I was, like, handcuffed to him every for thereafter. It was a terrible <laughs> idea. Nothing but. worse with it when the cheap guy at the club grows yeah. fond of, of you as a caddy. It's, it's just right. not... That's the worst. And then they're asking you. I remember, I get, like one of the cheapest guys at the club asked me like months in advance, "Will you caddy in the member guests for me?" And I was like, "Well, you know, last year I caddied for this guy. <laughs> I got, I got to ask him." Yeah, it was like, yeah. it was like, I was like, I'm trying. And when he asked me, I was like, "Oh no, no." Yeah. <laughs> but he was really good. To the point where it mattered. Like, you know, some of these people you met, you tell them to turn, it doesn't matter. And anyway, I guess it worked. Oh, it's brutal. Anyways, that, that seems to be a point of a bone of contention that people are picking with Daniel Berger. I think the line on the ball thing, there's a lot of debate on that, uh, whether it holds up play. I know Michael Clayton is a fierce uh, sort of advocate. I think Brandel is always talking about it. Become a, maybe that's the next well, frontier in terms of Twitter. I mean... And, so when you, whenever I think about these things, right, I think back to the basic tenet of is it removing skill from the game? Does lining a line on the ball and creating lines on the ball and using it to line up a ball to the hole de-skill the game in a way? I think people would say yes. If right? the answer, if the answer is very crush. much yes, if that's the answer, yes, and nobody, nobody ever respond lining up the ball is the skill, right? Right. <laughs> like right. lining up the line is the skill. No, lining up to hit a I putt. I bet you could find people. Say that, they but, will. Yeah. They will. Yeah. It, it, it's like you know. Yeah. Yeah. Don't take away anything from anybody. But if if the answer is yes, 
then it probably shouldn't be allowed is my right. personal contention. I mean, they'll but, use the, the, the branding on it, the signature, even if they yeah. don't have a line, but it's a little less exact or I, I don't know. It's just, I feel like the line happened like a couple years, like 10, 15 years ago. Cause I re- feel like when I was a kid, the line wasn't a thing. I mean, people just put the, the dots and stuff. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, now it's how people mark their ball is with their, however their, their line system or color, you know, but yeah, it is a recent, <laughs> more recent development. Zach, Zach Blair, he, he went through, like he was really struggling lining up and he had like this crazy intricate marking system. It was like two vertical lines, two cross lines. And I'm not going <laughs> to say whose caddy it was. Yeah, but some some guy, some caddy on tour said to him like, "Well, man, do you like baseball?" Because he's and Zach's like, "Not really. Why? Why do you ask?" He's like, "Well, your ball looks like a baseball." Like, like, <laughs> stitching. like one of those balls that like your uncle would give you for Christmas. It's like yeah. one's basketball, one's painted. Like, exactly. Yeah, pretty good. That's pretty funny. But yeah, I, I think it sounds it's... like Austin Johnson or something. Maybe I'll just, I'll, I'm not going to guess, not going to ask you to out the source, but that's funny. Uh, all right. Anything else on burger that you like? I just, I like burger. It's the same reason I like Spieth. I like burger. Even just in Cantlay, same thing. Maverick McNeely, it made today's, and Nate Lashley is another one in this bucket. Made today's viewing like i was particularly compelled today even though it was a a, because they all kind of have gone through some lumps right that's a good point it's way like burger going through their injury stuff my father-in-law was asking me about burger he's like who's this burger guy and i'm like oh he's really good he's won four times but like you know he had these injuries and essentially two years of his career were well i mean playing through wrist injuries hand injuries and yeah. uh you know maverick mcneely number one amateur of the world everybody thought it was going to be easy he's he's kind of taken it uh taking a tough Slow time. progression yeah since like turning pro yeah and then obviously cantley and uh, cantley's got the thing and spieth's got the the yips and and uh lashley's got had all kinds of personal issues so right right it just—I uh, like when you got guys that have gone through stuff. I don't know. It's just a maybe it's a sappy thing in me, but it just makes me a little bit more compelled. Sure, sure. Some unique styles in there. Some unique shot making involved. Um, Pebbles Burger awesome. Feel- yeah, I agree. I agree. You want to talk about Pebble? You want to talk about? No, speed? go go ahead. What do you want to do? What were you saying? No, no. no. I just Burger's the whole package. What does what does he suck at? What is he weak at? Is there something that jumps off the page to you that, like, mm-hmm. I mean, besides people bitching about his putting setup, I, I, he just feels like total package. I mean, right. maybe around the green. So, I mean, he's a really good ball striker. Right. So, right. Around the green, he, you know, gained just a little bit today. Uh, I, I don't know, like, offhand what he's weak at, but I he's know. really good. Okay. Uh, let's get to Jordan Speeth then, I suppose. He finishes T3, shot a 70. Uh, started rough, uh, was, I don't know. He had an Eagle chance at two lipped out at one, but you know, he drove the ball, not like he had, you know, he's top 20 in driving, but, but in that first stretch, he hit in the bunker at three, hit in the bunker at six, had to go out backwards, hit in the bunker at five off the tee, which was playing, you know, 200 yards again. Um, and just like those, that's where you kind of got to get, make a little bit of a move. He held on, I think, admirably. It could have been a lot, lot worse. Like, he could have been toast. Instead, he was kind of back in it by 10. But just, you know, I wouldn't say he was super wild in driving it in that stretch. But, you know, three just went through it too far. Um, five was really hard. And, and six, you know, he was doing his thing up the left side again and, and didn't, you know, cut back it in, into the bunker. Yeah, so... Uh, that Probably was one of the better of... drives of the day, to be honest. Right. That was kind of, right, right. That was kind of when you felt like you know, I, I don't know. I, I felt like it was over then in terms of not hitting those opportunities the way Burger and the way that Burger started. But you know, he, he fought back in it. 
That's what we talked about in the live show. And it was right. so much of today was, you know, does he get off to a great start? Because that's where you get it. And Berger got off to a great start, you know? And so What's you the have Sunday to take live shows? Of those. By the way. So oh, we're not yeah. repeating all our takes. We've got to name those. Sunday brunch, SGS Sunday brunch, something like that. Yeah, we, we, can't... Call, we call the fried egg Sunday article oh, series Sunday brunch. You're just okay, trying, to, then we trying, should, to take, sorry. trying to take names, you know, appropriate. I didn't know that. Across, That's right. Across... I forgot about it. Uh, all right. Yeah, no, watch that. Because so, we get a lot of these. We try not to duplicate stuff from that here. Um, but uh, No, you're right. Yeah, the like the, the first six holes, or first seven to pebbles, like, if you're on Sunday, that's it's so so fun those first seven because it's right. just like the let you can get the like we saw Burger you can just get off to such a good start and and Spieth just was stuck in the mud and and I think this is just the process with Spieth like I said a few minutes ago like it, it's just it's about getting comfortable with that driver on Sundays which clearly isn't you know the last two two weeks um, you know what I. What I love though is he went for it, man. He like went for it all day. He 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 hit it up there on ten. He hit driver when a lot of guys didn't necessarily took didn't hit full driver. Uh, Sixteen, he hit it all the way down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought I don't know that that means he's comfortable with it, but I love that he just feels like juices are flowing back in the hunt, and that's why we love watching him, right? I mean, he kind of <laughs> figures it out with duct tape and. A lot of flex seal. We got a lot of flex seal fa- feedback this week that we were wo- woefully in- uninformed on various adhesive materials. But the thing uh, though is, like those, all of his good driver swings for the most part came when he was three back, out two back. Yeah. Yeah. You know, none of the great driver swings happened when he was out in front. I thought we were in for a big day when he hit that second shot uh, on two, chased it all the way up there from like that thick, thick boy on the line. par four. With Dude. the hybrid, <laughs> just a, yeah, four I, and a half. I'm not gonna recycle too many takes, but Pebble par par sixty nine this week. Which Where are you I taking them advocate. off? Where are you taking them off? Uh, on two this is and what's, so what else? Two eighteen and six. Okay. okay. Par sixty nine. Okay. You know what wins? Okay. What? what was, four under. What, what okay. Okay. Yeah. There have been what been like. Uh, I saw you tweet that 14 is the only par five on, on tour. I think you tweeted that, right? Yeah. I mean, that's a be. true, true oh, par five. Oh, 14. I'll tell you what. I feel like that's the most important hole at Pebble. Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't get all the accolades because it's you know more inland or all that stuff. But why do you feel that way? I just, every tournament, it seems like 14 is the spot where like the leader makes birdie and no, everybody else doesn't. You know, mm-hmm. it's like Woodland hit it in two. That that was one of the most incredible shots, yeah, ever when yeah. Woodland hit it in two and in, in, in the U.S. Open. But he made birdie. Nobody, you know, everybody else is making par. Like that hole is so hard to make par on, and right. you know, it's it's like it's a neat par five that we don't ever see. Like that Spieth Greller conversation. Mm-hmm. I have to CBS did such a great job with that. They just, nobody said anything. We got to hear the whole conversation and it, you know, it was so perfect because exactly what Greller was worried about happened, you know? And then, which is Jordan what Spieth, for the listeners? What uh, was it? So I mean, it, they, short it was, yeah. You know, Greller was cold. trying to say like, Hey, it's, it's one, I think he was saying, I think it's, you know, one ten, but one third playing one thirty to cover that bunker edge. And yeah, I thought he, and Greller yeah. and and Spieth's like, there's no way, there's no way, twenty yards with uh, you know, and and then he hit it as soon as he hit it. You were right, Michael. Yeah, you're right, Mikey. He's just arguing like adrenaline versus cold. You know, it wasn't warm. Yeah, it was a really cool one minute conversation. Uh, Greller like got, I mean, as much as as much doubt and arguing as you can do up to the point where you got to then like really affirm and give your guy mm-hmm. confidence that he's got the right club in his hand. He went all the way to the edge, kind of to the point. Totally. Where, yeah. <laughs> like back. very edge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, so, it's kind of interesting. Cause like, if you're a caddy, I can't imagine you go to that edge very often, unless you mm-hmm. really feel like he must've been so sure that that was the, the right number. And Jordan was thinking the wrong number. And it's kind of surprising that Spieth, didn't recognize like how far he was pushing 
Yeah. You know, like if you if you've been working with somebody for so long, I don't know. I I right. just and that's the one spot you can't miss it is short there. You know. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. He made bogey, and that was that was it for sure. I mean, it's mm-hmm. kind of his last gasp. Uh, wouldn't have mattered maybe with the eagle burger made on eighteen, but uh, that's my favorite. Well, one of my favorite sort of little odds and ends in golf is, is when the ball's in the air. Spieth has a tendency to say, I hope you're right, Michael. Well, while the ball's in the air, I, I, again, this just gets to the larger point of how much fun it is to have Spieth back in the mix. I'm work, workshopping a take that he's like sort of, he might be our generation's Arnold Palmer. Of course, no one is Arnold Palmer. You know, when it comes to what he meant to the game and all that, I, I, I need to flesh it out more. But in terms of a drought, wandering in the woods, Maybe he played his best golf really early on, you know, back the majors early on. Uh, but it's just so much more fun. His style, uh, his 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 failures, his sort of his inconsistency, maybe, or or the times where he kind of gags it or, or steps, shoots himself in the foot. Uh, it's just so much fun having him in. What what about what if he's America's uh, savvy? Everybody, uh, yeah, we we go to that a lot. Yeah, I just right. think the style of play, it, yeah. you know, like where you know, Seve was a, obviously a great driver of the golf ball at one point, and he kind of lost that the you know being able to know really where the ball's going, but <laughs> had right. that ability to shoot these ridiculous scores when you're like, how the hell did he do that? You know, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that that fits Spieth well. And I think obviously Spieth has just an unbelievable magneticism to, to him with fans. It like my grandma, who's like 93 is in love with Jordan. Every time I see her, Andy, how's Jordan Spieth doing? (laughs) I love Jordan Spieth. I think the last time I saw her, I was like, he's not doing well. Grandma. He he's, he's out in the woods. He may never be back. But it's great to have him back. Yeah, yeah. I I think, I mean, obviously, you got to be pretty optimistic about long-term prospects, right? I think so. I think so. Just to be clear, Palmer, like, I know he was a pro for, like, six, seven years before he won his first one. But he got all his majors in, like, a six-year stretch. And then it was all, you know, we thought we were going to have 20 years, and we didn't. Um, Mark Mark McCormick wore him out. (laughs) There is that. Uh no, I, I feel good about it, don't you? You think he's on the way? Yeah, I think this is the thing. This is where... It's a step. Progress, yeah, right? I think where I... Generally, I just got frustrated with, with the way the, the Spieth mania the last two years when people would get so excited about, yeah. like, last year's T9 here where he shot a smoke and mirrors, what, Sunday 65 <laughs> or something, 63, to finish T9. And it was like... You know, just a ridiculous round of golf that wasn't even, you know, he did. He just pulled a bunch of stuff out of his ass. And it's like, then people are like, is Spieth back? Like, these are the types of performances that you like to see um, to declare somebody that is back. Because it, right. it's back-to-back weeks in the mix, not fluky. It's, it's He was 42nd in strokes game putting this week. He was in the middle of the pack and putting for in the field and almost won. And that right. for Jordan Spieth, that shows you that it's it's the entire game. And obviously, the driver on Sunday is just the last thing that he has to figure out. And and totally understand how that's that's just trust. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, let's get to course setup stuff. This was a hot topic. Everybody had a tweet about the tenth tee. Jesus. Being over to the right of nine grade. We talked about it on the IG live show. We don't need to like rehash that. Uh, they rotated the five T, uh, the fifth T quite a bit from Saturday to Sunday. Went from a wedge to 200, 200 yards, 205 yards. Um, what else was there? Six. There was a lot of drama about six and how they were playing that up the side. Um, I thought it was, you know, I don't think a lot of people are saying it's due to no celebs. I don't think that matters. They don't use the same tees with the celebs anyways. But um, a lot of it's also build. It's good. First of all, first point. They said is, the fans, no fans too was the other reason. No fans so they could move that tee up. But where when five? It, when it, yeah. When is that? Or okay. no, on, uh, on, on 10. Why, why no, why does no fans matter? Is anybody right of nine green uh, when they have fans? 
What do, what does that mean? I, what do the fans have to do with that? Well, that's exactly. It. They said maybe they'd be around nine green, but I don't think they're that far. They aren't over right of nine right green. Of, yeah. Like, and so, and then like the other thing is, when is the tour ever straight away from putting fans in harm's way? They put the fans in giant backboards behind <laughs> greens all the time that players launch balls into. That's cool. great tweet last week to me, by the way, with the rangefinder things. Like, best is on these par fives, and they're gonna start. Lasering the backboard <laughs> for their second shots. Like, what? Are, well, it's you know, two thirty to carry the pond in front, but the two sixty. The if you just slam it off the backboard. Um, I love a praise praise the tour for showing a lot of flexibility sure. here. Mix, missing around, uh, you know, mix and matching and adjusting and playing around. I think they had it up on nine on Saturday too, I believe, or back. I can't remember. Uh, they moved around nine a little bit too. Um, this should be also, a weekly thing. Right. The, the players should have to prepare to play the entire golf course. Like they should have to prepare and understand that the T could be anywhere. This should not be, we just set it up the same every day of the week, every single year. Like that's essentially what the tour gets into is like, it's just rinse and repeat every year, four rounds. Here are four pins, set it up different, show us different stuff. Like people clearly this resonated with people. They liked it. They liked seeing different stuff, do different stuff every week. Like I would love to see Riviera. You do something different out there. You could do some really fun stuff out there that people wouldn't expect. So this gets into my next point is like, do they do this more often than we know about? And we just, we know Pebble Beach so well, uh, similar to like a Riviera, maybe next week. I, I, I know you have the photographic memory and all that. You know, a lot of these courses, but like, do we just notice it more at Pebble because it is a course where much of the audience has, has familiarized itself with it and, and seen it at majors? I, I don't think that I'm not arguing. I don't think it they just do. seems like it, it's accentuated at a place like Pebble is all I'm saying. Yeah. I don't think you ever yeah, see and, the and tour it, go from 400 and what tends like 470 to three, 350. That's, 50, that never happens on tour. Why did they do this? Where is this coming from? And it, it had an impact. I mean, it really flummoxed well, them on five on Saturday. It's a hard hole to begin with, but when they dropped down to a wedge, they were, they couldn't figure it out. It, it was, it was cool to watch. So where's this coming from? Maybe maybe it's that Slugger and Russell are stepping down. Could be. It could you know, be, maybe but... there's there's some. I don't. Maybe there's somebody new that's trying to push some stuff. I, it's it's nice to watch. I think it adds to the point that the product has to be more than just the characters. It has to be the setting and get people talking and enjoying the setting and chatting about. Oh, why are they playing it up six? What, what, you know, some people thought they had, it was an insult to the integrity of the whole, the game, the course. I don't Man. know. Uh, they needed lots gorse of, and lots of takes. internal OB. Lots there. of takes on, on six, a lot of anger about people. Like this happens every week places. It's just less conspicuous because it's not Pebble Beach sixth hole. Yeah. You know, where everybody, yeah, right. Right. A lot, a lot of anger over it from the, uh, I don't know, the, the, the old guard. I, I don't know. People upset about that. But, but again, the point is it's, it's, if you're a tour, you want people talking about the setting, that's the stage that they're on and not just always the characters and what plays into the gr- greater like, appreciation, understanding and uh, relationship with those characters is kind of watching them on the setting, uh, adjusting the setting, making that a topic of conversation along with the characters. Think about if if concert, if you go to a concert and somebody said like the venue didn't matter where you saw a concert, like, <laughs> hey, you know what? Don't go to Red Rocks. Go to generic, you know, arena to see your yeah. favorite band. You know, don't don't go to like setting matters in basically anything. Like going to watch a baseball game in Wrigley feels a lot different than going to watch a baseball game in Miller park. Like they're right. Drastically different experiences. And some Milwaukee fans probably would argue that Miller park's better, but you know, they're in some aspects, the amenities are nicer, but like the, the, on the field aesthetic has, it does not match up at all 
with with Wrigley Field. Like, and that's the thing is that the tour needs to embrace setups and variety. Like, that's that's the that's what we got this week. We got variety on the leaderboard because Pebble is a course that allows for variety. Like, anybody can go win there. I mean, like. Kevin Streelman, like Justin Ray tweeting in the last 10 years, nobody's been better at Pebble than Kevin Streelman. Like, how great is that? <laughs> like, there, it, it is an amazing stat. But, like, what Pebble does, because it's 6,900 yards, it's not long, the greens are small, uh, but the unlevel lies are, it's just so hard to be comfortable out there. And it requires so many different skills that like, you have to drive it well to be in position to hit good iron shots. You have to hit great iron shots or else you're going to be in terrible positions around the greens. And if you, you know, then like somebody like Jason Day, who's not like, he's not a good iron player, but you know what he is? He's probably best in the world on and around the greens, So he can succeed there. Every type of player. And then we see, we'll see Dustin Johnson go play well there, but you know, he's the best player in the world. So, yeah, it just added to the product on a week where the field was weak, was considered to be, I mean, it was in fact weak. The rating was the, the field strength. The field was weak that we got like can't lay speed. Um, and uh burger at the top of it does not mean it's not no, it's no longer weak because it's like, I saw some of that, like, Oh, I thought this field sucked. It, like it, it, it still it sucks. Yeah. yeah, that's you know not to be mean to those guys that are are maybe in the top ten, but yeah. Uh, that, that'd be but, like saying that, um, hey, you know, LeBron, KD, Anthony Davis, and three hundred G League players are <laughs> are in a in a basketball league, but because KD, Anthony Davis, and LeBron are the three best players in the league, the league doesn't yeah. stink. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, last, I, I had to Go ask ahead. you a question. Yeah. Did any part of you, any little part of you miss the celebs? I have that in here. I don't think any little part of me did. I've got, I've gone back and forth. I've done some soul searching. I've I feel like the, the celebs is kind of one of your, is it's kind of a, a I mean, sweet spot for you. It's a spot well, where you get can. The fuck out of here. It's grist for the mill for sure. I mean, it <laughs> gives you a saying. little. Gives you some soft toss meatballs over the middle that you can That's knock what I'm out. Saying. Did you miss those miss those softballs over the middle? No, no. I mean the things run its course. I, I, I hit you know, I I you know, took a few cuts probably for the last five, six years. I'm fine with it. But no, I've thought about it. Would they have changed, enhanced this in any way? And I just don't think that's the case. I, I thought it was great all weekend. It was fine without. I didn't notice it too much. I didn't need all the hijinks. I didn't need the chatter, the interruptions. I thought it was a great 36 holes, both Saturday and Sunday were great. And and I never, at no point I've been, I'm trying to think of where I could shoehorn in where they would have, they were missed. And it, I just you, don't think that's you true. You didn't miss Larry Fitz shooting like a net 65 on Sunday. <laughs> No, he had his chance at the Diamond Resorts, uh, and no, we, we I got I got enough Larry Fitz that that day. Did, did you, you see, did you no. did you miss them at all? <laughs> did you did you uh, did you see what happened to Tom Hoagie? Where eighteen with the the ball up in the tree? Yeah, yeah, he should have played to the Chess Zone. These guys are way. That's maybe the route to do it. Same thing with Berger. You got to play the Chess, the two hundred eight or whatever it was. At that point, uh-huh. I, I felt like I hadn't seen him in the round so long, and then we they cut to yeah. him. I wasn't sure if he was still playing. Tommy Tables got sent to kind of a outside outside table there. He yeah, he was at, not featured at all. In his natural habitat, the casino, he would probably have gotten a a bad beat jackpot or something off that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last pe- last point on speed was the shot on sixteen on Saturday it was cool to see. Uh, I think the larger point from it was not that he hold it, but that he had mud on it. A lot of people were talking about how, you know, that's the kind of curve you need to see or the curve, there's still curve in the ball, which is, you know, whatever he had mud on it, as you, you noted in the live show. Um, but the larger point I think is Uh, he had mud in a 20 mile an hour, right to left wind. That's why the ball went left. Yeah. It was a cool shot shape. It was a cool side spin into the hole. Great, great little bit of theater there. Uh, but the larger part, I think, was that he took the mud ball and like, like he took it as a way. 
it's kind of your point about Tiger and the Honda. Like this is where I have, this is how I have to hit it now, right? A hardship or maybe a challenge has come up and sort of led him down a more narrow decision-making process where I need to now hit this and, and, you know, slain it out there because of where the mud is. Um, and, but it was a, it was a cool bit of theater and, I don't understand those trees there necessarily, but that's a separate discussion, you know. Uh, but it was it was just it was a highlight, and I think it was indicative the tree's of. Short? Yeah, it's sixteen. The little the little, there. little trees become big trees, Brendan. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, but but him taking a bud ball, not bitching and moaning, and deciding this is the shot shape I must now play, and doing it and sinking it, holding it was was I think indicative of Spieth being in a much much stronger, better place as well. Uh, all right, let's get to a grab bag. Sunday streels. You have any re- re- reaction other than this was typical Saturday Saturday and Sunday streels? He kind of, I mean, well, he kind of faded. He didn't even finish top ten. It was kind of disappointing. I mean, to be honest. He started 13 and finished 13, but he, yeah, he, he doubled 12. 16. That double on 16 killed him. He didn't go full Lashley, but yeah, uh, he, he went 67, 69. He, he rocketed up the weekend. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, Sun Kane and Jolie D hey, playing in the same. Go ahead. Um, can we put Russell Knox into the Kelly craft zone? Of just like create a player. He's just the guy. <laughs> Yeah. Fills out the fills out the <laughs> roster. <laughs> Literally does nothing for me. I like how they keep referring to him as the Scotsman and how he should be used to he's playing. He's lived in, in like, America they, since yeah. he was 18. He's more of a Florida man than you, for God's sakes. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I'm okay with that. Rue Knox, what's he won? Like a Scottish he's Open, like a, he won a he's Travelers. A rich, is he a rich man's Kelly Craft? Yes. I mean, he's done it. Kelly Craft hangs his hat on that USAM win, basically, right? Yeah. Runox has won. I think he won the Scottish. Am I thinking Irish or Scottish? One of those. And then he, he won at least the Travelers, maybe something else. Uh, I, I Okay, I can get on board with that. Uh, speaking of that, do you have any any reaction to the rulings on Maverick McNeely, Russell uh, Russell Knox, Runox, like where the, the club thing, touches right? the turf? A ball moves an inch, quarter of an inch, or, you know, just moves. They say their club or they caused it to move. I think, like, look, that's pretty basic old, uh, pretty basic general rule. I think it just looks weird after the, the read thing where he picks it up and throws it 10 feet away. And meanwhile, a guy just, like, taps. The ball barely moves. He got, He does get dinged. With the McNeely one, they sit there on the radio while the guy back in the trailer watches it on video and they come to a conclusion whereas they don't go to video to see if it bounced with patrick reed like what it just seems inconsistent i i know there's subjectivity in all sort of officiating in all sports right is it a foul it could be a foul personal you know uh, pass interference that kind of happens it just looks like these getting dinged while patrick reed didn't get dinged it just feels like there's a little bit too much subjectivity or a gray area or it doesn't feel commensurate uh, I thought they, so they radioed in with McNeely for like five minutes there. They're yeah, it looks simultaneous. And then with Knox today, they say you're good and then drive out to him on four and pop him. And say, no, actually you're not. Uh, so I think the process of how they're coming to the, the decision is not clean at the moment. That's all. I think this comes back to what does Patrick Reed have on the tour? That's what we need to answer. We that's what the 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 question we're still searching for. Cuz you're totally right. Like how can he just pick the ball up and toss it over hey, 10 feet away and and not be like I've never seen that done. While also pressing down apparently or you know oh. you know putting his thumb and you know touching the turf where it was. Putting I, his yeah. thumb on the turf. Whereas like, like putting his thumb on the scale. Whereas Saturday with McNeely, they're like, you know, every like millimeter it moves. They're just, there's, they're, he and the official are locked in on it like Hawks. And then with the video review, I don't get, I don't get like why they did it for McNeely to figure out when you could clearly figure out if it bounced for Patrick Reed. But that was kind of Reed 
walking that sort of official into it saying no it didn't bounce and the official or the volunteer said it didn't i don't know anyways it just there just doesn't seem to be a clean process once we arrive at some sort of dilemma or debate um any any reaction to that you care about the Knox thing about them riding out three holes later and telling him he's good on one was it one or two i can't remember i think it was one fairway but then they they tell him 30 minutes later actually you're not good that seems kind of shitty yeah it it is shitty you know uh the mcdealy thing one stroke is the difference between winning time early you know know. he got kind of in a blunder there on five the the short the short tee i guess two Uh, shots he finished two behind um anything else the other grab bag sun cane jolie d playing together Kind of delightful little bit of drama. Apparently. I love that Kay, uh, that Jolie D uh, tweeted about it. <laughs> well, it's great. And then his caddy, Gino Bonnelly, tweeted today that Kane said something about my friends say I should push you into the ocean or push you off a cliff. And they started on uh, 10, that, that new tee box, or you know, the, the different tee box they used today out there on the cliff. Uh, so, oh, Sun, Sun Kang doesn't like his shaggy nickname, I guess. Sun Kang's friends. I was so hoping, like, he hit one, like, you know, down on the beach and just set it across, you know, somewhere, like, you know, at either 10 or one, one of those places. That tee on 10 could have been a ripe opportunity to do it. Say it crossed. No, no. Actually, it went, it cut out over the beach, down down the cliff. Um, all right. That's it. You got anything else for this Sunday or, I guess, Monday episode? Um, Not much else. I'm, I, uh, I've been... On a group text with all my buddies back home, foot of snow, still in the polar vortex. Stick with it, guys. You'll get out of it. A lot of weather tweets today. A lot of people, you know, people are getting hit with snow. It's tough, tough times and storms everywhere but South Florida. Local news doing its job, though. They're bringing a lot of weather weather coverage these days. They've been uh, hammering you, local news. No, they haven't been hammering me. They have not been hammering me. I think you've gotten right. off a little easy for. That's outrageous. Not I made an apology. I clarified my statements. Everyone, enjoy your Mondays. This oh. episode was brought to you by the Bixby Coffee, yeah. Westy Island Blunt. Shotgun Start. Westy Island is our light roast. This is the ad Westy's, right here. At Mini- Westy's in South Florida right now. I'm, I'm going to have to do my best to track you know, We got down. a text from a mutual friend or from a friend of the program uh, you know, indicating they, they'd seen him at a, at a nearby restaurant. That you needed to get out there in the swamp. Do you think you run into Westy? Get him a well, bag of Westy Island. Ironically, that restaurant, Mrs. Egg and I were gonna go on our first like out, uh, outdoor dinner in like seven months. Wow. It was gonna be the first time we left, like went out to dinner, and then we had another plumbing issue. It's a square grouper. Where is it? <laughs> um, we had another a- septic tank deal. Oh. God, man, it's what so bad. What the hell's going on? It was, <laughs> my Saturday morning was spent just cleaning up, cleaning Something. up shit and and uh, and showers. Just awful. Came back up through them. It was I was in a rough place on Friday night. So you could have been there at the same time as West. No, he went the next night. Oh, okay. I saw he was Instagramming from Grove Twenty Three and things like that. You gotta, you gotta get out there, find him. Out I there gotta, yeah, I gotta get on. Get him a bag I of the light him? roast. I got, I got one sitting, sitting here. Okay, I all gotta right. get him. I might just send one to the pro shop at the course he plays all the time. Oh, I'm getting some intel. There you go. Like, what is this? What the fuck is this? He probably uh, would could... get mad about it. Yeah, I bet he would. Anyways, you can purchase that at BixbyCoffee.com or I'll at cut, the, I'll uh, cut him in. I'll cut Westy in on the Westy blind if he wants in. <laughs> or at the fried egg pro cool shop, the that? shotgun start. Would you, would you cut Westy in? Sure, we can cut him in. I mean, then we're acknowledging we're yeah, whatever. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> cut him in if you if we can hash it out. You you, you can. Yeah, have a sit down with them there. He probably the could get he probably could get all of his Peloton buddies on it too. You know? That's true. That's true. Tell him he's covered in a fig leaf standing on a beach on the label. <laughs> all right, that's at BixbyCoffee.com. Please subscribe. Fifteen percent off if you do subscribe to either that light roast or the original dark roast. Hey, one last thing. I just yeah. gotta say, I meant to say this last week, but I just love this stretch of golf. Uh 
The West Coast Swing. It's so hot. It might be the best time for golf in the year because in the summer you got all kinds of stuff going on. You want to be outside. You don't want to be in watching golf. Like this, like January till April is awesome. I completely agree. I was thinking about this today. This is absolutely the best stretch for the PGA Tour. For whatever reason, venues, fields, drama, controversy, whether it's Kuchar stuff, Reed stuff, like always seems to bubble up. It's just a great, maybe we're not fatigued. I feel like by the time we get to like May, April, June, it's like the majors. And then I have no time for the week after or before the major or, or paying attention. It always feels like we get some pretty well, primo winners happened with this new schedule is like the, all the events in between the majors are just blah. Yeah. Yeah. You're worn out and you don't like, they can't be that much worse than this. It just feels like we're locked in more now. Like we're just happy to have it. And then it's like, Oh, who cares? It's another Daniel Berger win versus whatever. Nate Lashley. I don't know. Maybe I was trying to think about it today, but this venues absolutely play a part of it, right? You get the, the party at Phoenix, you get Riviera, you get Pebble beach and whatever rotation they got going up there. It's certainly a part of it. Then you head to the swamp. Interest starts to wane. I think I, I, I enjoy Bay Hill. It's always seems to have a fun Sunday there, but all right. Best, best stretch. You think it's the best stretch on the calendar? PGA tour specific, right? Yeah. By far best PGA tour stretch. They should just call this the playoffs. All right. We got an update this week. Projected FedEx Cup standings through 36 holes. And I said, like, that has to be the most meaningless update. It's even more meaningless than, like, September. 36 holes, halfway through, projections, and February, like, 12th. It just doesn't do anything. All right. This should be the playoffs. I agree with your take. Everyone enjoy your Sunday nights. Enjoy your Mondays. Uh, We'll be back with you on Wednesday. Just a monster, delightful week, as always, at Riviera.